Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Me Anything, and I'm Matt Love, and once again I'm not here with Pastor J.D. because Pastor J.D. is with Pastor Tony Morita, and they are going to be answering another question today, and this week they're going to talk about another great question that's church-related, but how do you find a good church? I know that is a question a lot of people are asking. You move to a new city, something uh, changes, you know, and you're realizing, I need to find a really good church. How do you go about doing that? Just Google, what do you do? And so I think this is gonna be a great, a great question for them to answer. Um, and we'll go ahead and dive right in. Well, welcome to Ask Me Anything. As you know, the typical format here is we will take a question from our listening audience and we'll do our best to give a short, um, hopefully clear answer to it. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I have a chance to have somebody who is much smarter than me and um, somebody that I have the privilege of calling a friend, which is what um, is the case today. Um, I'll be able to ask them the question because I know that they're able to answer it much better than I can. Uh, when it comes to issues of the local church and preaching, there's a guy that I've looked up to for a long time, even though he's younger than me and his name is Tony Morita and he's sitting right here. You can't see him, but he um, is just the best looking 46 year old you will ever lay your eyes on. Um, he has written several books, but one I'm holding my hand that is very intriguing to me is called Gather. It's a new book. It's basically, you know, he wrote a book previous to that called Love Your Church, Eight Things About Being a Church Member that he said basically was what he wanted to give to new people coming to his church to say, this is what's important about being a church member. And then um, you know, he took a chapter out of that and said, I'm going to expand that whole thing into gather that just explains why meeting um, and being a part. Now, you, the way we always say it around the Summit Church is it's you know not an event you attend on the weekend. It's a family that you belong to. And the best explanation for that uh, is probably this short little book called Gather, um, what you're supposed to be getting out of the church. But here's the question I specifically wanted to ask, because I know we get a lot of this from our listening audience is, um, you know, I'm looking for a new church. I'm new to an area, or I just, I'm wondering if the place we are is the right fit for my family. And, you know, so I'm, I'm fishing on the internet and I'm trying to figure out, and this church looks like it's really exciting and the preacher looks super funny and worship here looks like it's all Hillsong and Elevation. And what, if you were saying as a guy who has raised, you know, not only led a church, but raised his family in it, what would you say are the most important things that you ought to be looking for in a church? Uh, which ones are overrated? Which ones are underrated? That's a great question, J.D. You know, the reformers used to say there are two marks to a church. Um, uh, that is the, the right preaching of the gospel and the administration of the sacraments. And tied to the sacraments was the practice of church discipline. That's not all there is to a church, of course, but those would be those are good mm. starting points. Like and without that, you got you got nothing. Exactly, you don't have a church if you don't have the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so, first and foremost, I would say, like, what what does this church believe? Is the gospel preached? Not assumed, but actually preached mm. all the time. It's the main thing. It's it's a go the gospel above all, right. as I've heard before yeah. uh, somebody <laughs> say. Um, That's a good book title. We should do that one. <laughs> Beyond that, you know, you might start uh, with uh, Acts chapter two. 42 to 7, where we have this like perfect church, it seems like that 3,000 mm -hmm. people have just been converted. Right. People and, died in the offering, and <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. They weren't given the offrings that you and I get from the college students, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, right. Chick-fil-A. Chick Chick-fil-A biscuits. And, uh, <laughs> right. Um, and I, th I think you could sort of categorize uh, 
what what goes what Luke describes in that church as a healthy body of Christ uh, with like four vital signs. Mm-hmm. There's biblical nourishment as he talks about their teaching, uh, sound doctrine. Uh, there's loving fellowship, and he, he describes that in a number of ways that they're devoted to one another. Uh, they, they're practicing radical generosity, uh, especially within the church. Um, they have constant interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, they were meeting. It says day by day. Uh, they're meeting in both large groups and small groups, um, as as the text indicates. Uh, but there's also vibrant worship. Um, you know, uh, Luke writes about awe and gladness and praise to God. Um, and then there's word and deed outreach. You know, there's there's mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's expressed uh, just in the way that they have this attractive faith and in the way that the they're, they're doing evangelism, it seems, daily. As, as Luke writes, daily uh, mm-hmm. the Lord was adding to their number, which no one's being added apart from evangelism, right? So it seems right. that, that they are daily, regularly uh, God Gossiping the gospel. Hmm. So those are like some starting points, I think. Like, hmm. it, what is this church teaching? Uh, is there real fellowship here? Hmm. Is is worship uh, vibrant? And, and not just in the sense of it exciting, but is there like a strong spiritual vitality and mm-hmm. desperation and mm-hmm. hunger for God, you know? Um, and then is there real mission happening here? And uh, Or is the church uh, insulated? But, mm-hmm. but is there a constant pushing us uh, outward? Uh, those would be kind of some starting points, I think. So just to make clear, I heard what I think I heard. Um, we start with the right teaching of the gospel because mm-hmm. without that, you and your family and everything will just wither and die. Mm-hmm. Right teaching of the Bible. Uh, how, how important is expository preaching? Um, so I don't know that I would I would call it expository preaching. That is the absolute requirement. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, is the preaching biblically substantive mm-hmm. and is Christ exalted uh, from his word week by week? Right. I, I would probably make a little bit more general, like, is it word-driven preaching? Right. That, that's all about Jesus. Not like the Enneagram, you yeah. know, which... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mean, meaning I don't think a, I don't think a guy has to necessarily go through books of the Bible, for example, for it to be a, a Bible church. Yeah, I, I think uh, that guy will eventually do a lot of that in most Bible teaching churches. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the real issue is like is is doctrine being taught? Is it being taught well? And is the gospel the the main thing? Yeah, and that actually means something coming from you because you're actually we're looking at a commentary that you have been the editor of, which is called Expository Preaching. What's the official mm-hmm. name of it? It's Yeah, Christ-Centered Exposition. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking at one of the nation's experts on expository preaching who's saying that, yeah, that, that is probably the best. I mean, it's certainly my preferred and your preferred mm-hmm. way of working through things, but I, I would have been happy to go to Spurgeon's church, even though he may not have fit the yeah. exact form he did okay. that we— He, he did, he did okay. all right. Yeah, I like to say it's the meat and potatoes uh, of our congregation, but yeah. occasionally we go out to eat, you know, like <laughs> right. uh, we, we can do some other things we're not we're not we're not enslaved to that yeah you know? yeah. yeah yeah so all right so the right preaching um talk about you know worship we're not necessarily you know electric guitars and everything but it's you know just something that you really feel like um we're we're communing with the holy spirit in yeah. this, this time um sounds like you, you just said community where mm-hmm. there's a intentional mm-hmm. um developing which you and i in fact i think we talked about this last time we were mm-hmm. um on here together that i would rather go to a place with a you know, C plus preacher and C plus worship, if it had excellent community, then vice versa. Mm -hmm. Because I'll just say that here at our church, when I look back as a dad, not as the pastor, but as a dad, um, you know, I look at at what other people have spoken like into my kids' lives. Mm -hmm. I read this thing that said that um, the best predictor of whether or not your kids will walk with God in college is if five other adults outside of you know their names. So good. 
and you know, just speak, and, and, and so people that are speaking into their lives, it's it's that community that really um, sustains that. Um, and then was there any others? That, was that all? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the spiritual life, vitality, right. uh, prayer, community, teaching. Those are, those are categories that I would look for, um, but I agree with you on the community piece. Like, is this is this a church where people just come and see and go? Um, it, you know, some people have this idea that church is where I listen to sermons right. rather than this is where I serve right. or, or these are the people I serve. Right. And and I think that's the paradigm we need. Is like, is yeah. it, it, are there occasions and opportunities for community service, life right. on life kind of, you know, Bonhoeffer life together kind of ideas? Yeah, I, I would probably say I don't mean to be critical here, but of the people that come to Summit Church, I would say only maybe a third to a half of them probably legitimately do it as a church. A lot of them are just coming for a live religious program. We mm-hmm. call them ninja Christians. Yes, me too. They, they slip in 10 uh-huh. minutes late, leave <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes early, yeah. you know, never talk to anybody. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, that's not really what the yeah. point of the church service is. You can stay at home and do that yeah. Yeah. And, and listen yeah. to Where did worship. that guy go, man? I yeah. As I'm preaching, sometimes I'll see a guest. I'm like, I'm going to get to know this guy after the service. He's gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's <where's>, gone. <laughs> where, did he, where did he go? But uh, yeah, that's, yeah, those are some starting points, I yeah. think. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, I, I would be in prayer. I, I would, uh, I would want to meet with pastors, leaders, whoever, you know, obviously do your due diligence when you're right. looking for a church. Right. Um, and there's a whole lot more to church than the website. I would say that to people. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, e- even I've been saying to, to young preachers, like, don't just podcast preachers, but like, you're only getting a portion of their ministry. Right. Like, like what we do in the foyer, you know, walking through childcare, you know, pastoral care during the week. So, so much of our work is not on the video. Like people don't know what's what's going on. Right. And I think the same is true with a church member. Like it's not just this this listening to a sermon, uh, which is very important because we believe in God's word. But there's this life together uh, that's element right. that's, that's right. it's just huge, and you just gotta kind of jump in there to experience it. You know. Right. Yeah. The um. I I might add the only one I think I might add is just you know because we live in such a culture where there's so much um, corruption. Mm-hmm. That there was, you, know, you can kind of pick up within a few weeks. Is there a healthy relationship between the lead people and what they're doing with your money? And yep. you start getting whiff of it not being right. Yep. I would, I would get out of there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would group that in with kind of biblical teaching. You know, yeah. like uh, biblical integrity of of life and doctrine, which are so woven together in the pastoral epistles. Like, yeah, like um, that's especially as you said in a day of scandals, uh, the church desperately needs uh, holy and humble right. pastors and leaders, you know. It seems like when it comes to this, a lot of people let the, um, what how do they say that? Let the ideal become the enemy or the mm-hmm. perfect become the enemy mm-hmm. of the good. And because you can dial into some superstar church yeah. where the preaching is amazing, it's Alistair Begg and it's, mm-hmm. you know, great worship you can watch and you think, well, that's not here in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's better. <laughs> sure. You could drive around on Thanksgiving and find somebody that's a better cook than your wife mm-hmm. to you know, but it's there's something about eating with your family that's, that's just better. It'll only be perfect in heaven. That's right. You know, Bonhoeffer calls it a wish dream. Yeah, that that, that, that wow. ideal church does not exist. Yeah, I think it was uh, Eugene Peterson who used to call it ecclesiastical pornography. Oh wow. Like that's vivid. Yeah, it's vivid. <laughs> and so just that's not to excuse, you know, things that we can improve. That's right. not to give us a pass on mediocrity or whatever. But at the same time, you have to have a realistic idea that yeah. you're we're worshiping with sinful human beings that's right. who, who have a hard time getting along with people in their own house, let alone <laughs> you know, right. outsiders in a church. So there, there's always going to be challenges. 
I don't think it was Eugene, but I, somebody like him says something like, anything on earth you try to turn into heaven will always disappoint you and mm-hmm. frustrate you. And that could ironically include your local church. It should be a little taste of a heaven, mm-hmm. but if you're looking for yes. it. I always tell people, if you love the Summit Church, just don't get that involved because yeah. <laughs> you're going to find yeah. out we messed up like everybody else. Well, listen, it's been great. Tony, um, the book again is called Gather, Loving Your Church as You Celebrate Christ Together. Uh, I think both Tony and I agree that um, the community, the family of the local church is probably uh, one of the things that is most sick, uh, if you want to say it that way about the church in America, is that we really have become a nation of consumers when we're supposed to be a a family and belong. So Mm -hmm. don't let that be you. Don't let it be your family. Um, This is a short little book. It's an easy read. Uh, Tony's like like his preaching, his writing is just, I mean, you can just zoom, zoom through it and feel like... I just took a deep dive in theology and had no idea what was happening as it was happening to me. So get a copy of this. Tony, thank you for being with us. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Well, that was really good. Glad to hear again from Pastor Tony Morita. And uh, there are actually two books that were mentioned in this episode. Uh, one is called Gather, which we mentioned last time. And then one is called Love Your Church, both by Pastor Morita, both great books. So we would encourage you to pick up if you enjoyed what he was talking about and want more. Um, and then if you want more from Pastor JD, we would always encourage you to follow him on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can get more from him. And then if you like the podcast, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review because that helps us get into the pockets, I guess, uh, for talking about phones and podcasts of more people and the ears of more people is probably the better way to say that. Um, leave a rating and review. More people find the podcast. If you like the podcast, chances are someone else will like it as well. And we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.